Boehm, hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This is the number one podcast in the executive protection game, and this is the largest free real world library of executive protection content in existence. So sit back, relax, dig in and enjoy the show. While we honor the slogan that executive protection is more than just a job, ladies and gentlemen, it really is a lifestyle. Boom. Boom. What's going on, you guys? Another episode of the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. Um, today, I've got I've got an honored guest, you know. So I, I, this one's been a long time coming. We should have been do this one, you know. But I got Mark Gross with me, who's one of my big brothers in the game, man. Cherub Executive Service. Man, we go way back. You guys are about to find out. It's going to be good, some good <laughs> stuff in this one. How you holding up? How you holding up, brother? I'm holding up well, man. Just hanging in there, you know. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Trying to grow back back in the day, you know, when I was working a, a specific client, my first client, Mark was. I, I remember seeing you. Wait, man, I remember running into you at Hennessy's. Exactly, that's what we first met. <laughs> yeah, you, with Bongo. Yeah, you were asking us how to get into the game. Oh man, <laughs> I know. I saw you at, with uh, Pastor Benny. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. We go. We man, that's full circle. So now everyone's asking me how to get into the game. Guys, this is the guy I asked how to get into the game, man. That's awesome. And I remember you told me, I remember seeing you guys, because Longo, man, he's another guy. um, What is Longo? Is he? he, Samoan. He's Samoan, yeah. So these guys are sitting at the table, at this table. I think they're maybe around the fireplace or, or something like that. Now, this is back when I'm a bouncer, right? So I'm working at Hennessy's. You know, God already told me to go to Hennessy's. You're going to get it. You're going to become a bodyguard. You're going to travel the world. So, nice. you know, I'm kind of like looking around and, and I see these like mo- like giants, you know, like sitting here and I'm like, yo, hey, hey, guys, you know, <laughs> what's going on? What do you guys do for a living? You know, and they're like, you know, we protect people. And then I'm asking them how to get in the game. And that's kind of when you first start putting me on, on game and stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's goes that's a long ways, man. So that's what about twenty years, right? I guess so. Two thousand and eight is when it actually happened. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Wow. Yeah, man, and that's when I got on that detail. And I remember when I first got on that detail, you were like, "Yo, get your CCW, you know, <laughs> get these things dialed in." Because exactly. on that detail, we were traveling heavy, so you know, we weren't able to carry and all that stuff. Right. We were always gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you um you you took it a step further though, man. You know, so I'm glad because you know a lot of times in this industry, you know, okay, look, this will benefit you in the long run, and they're like, well, you know, the the cost, the cost, and I'm like, you will make that money back and some. It's an investment, you know. Yeah. So you um you took that advice, you you went for it, and um I I applaud you for that because a lot of guys they they won't do it, you know? yeah. they just get comfortable. And it's, it's like tragic, you know, because now, you know, in the place that I'm in now, I, even with the training and the things that I do, I'm like, look, man, like, do what I do, see what I see, have what I have, you know? And these guys are like, well, uh, just like you said, literally what you said. And good news, man, won't yeah. go to the next level because of that that emotional intelligence or fear or uncertainty yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Exactly. Yeah. And I keep telling them, you have to have long-term vision. Can't yeah. have short-term vision. This will benefit you financially, you know, experience-wise. You know, this this will b- 
be to your benefit long term. And you yep. need to take advantage of that wisdom, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like find a way, bro. Like find exactly. a way. Scrape exactly. the money together and exactly. get on another level in the game. Like exactly. come on. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff, man. Well, it's it's gonna be so good to catch up with you on this, you know, because yeah. we always, you know, we're trading pain out there in the game. You know, I'm like pushing guys your way, you got something, you know, we always kicking it back and forth. Exactly. So I guess. We'll start with, you know, who is my favorite question? I ask it on all of it. Who is Mark at his core, man? You know, what what is what on the deep inside of you, man? Who's been the guy behind? Well, you know, um, ever since I was a lot younger, um, I've always considered myself as the the protector or the guardian angel of the people that I I care about. And that includes my clients also. so that's why I, I named the company Cherub Executive Service, you know, the guardian angel. Um, so my core is just someone who just um, always wants to um, help those that are unable to help themselves, you know, help those that aren't able to protect themselves. And so that's at the core of my my being. Yeah, man. No, that's that. Absolutely. I'm just getting my little notepad up here because, you know, I'm be taking notes um, <laughs> so I can ask all the questions and stuff. And that I think, you know, I have my my tagline is protector by nature and by trade. And I think that guys that have that ethos make the best professional protectors, you know, because it feels like you're just you're just doing what you do, you know, when exactly. you're, you know, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's so important. You know, it's it's not it's more than just a job. You know, um, and as you know, in this industry, you have to be able to think on your feet. You have to be able to do what you, you know, um, what you know and with your instincts and and, and trust your instincts. Um, because um, I see a lot of these guys, uh, they go to all these extensive training and classes and um, mm-hmm. they have all this like these teams around them. Well, 99 percent of the time you're going to be by yourself. <laughs> yeah. 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 Either, either the client doesn't want to pay for a team or they just trust you so much. And you've raised the bar so high yep. that they want only you. So you have to be a chameleon in different situations. You have to be able to think on your feet and um, and be able to be alert uh, to protect yourself and your client. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I um, I judgment and decision making. I would say like probably social dynamics and judgment and decision-making are, are probably two, maybe two of the most important skills in this game. What would you say, what would you say you look for in, in new agents when they're coming in the game? You know, I, I look for someone who, um, who is humble, mm-hmm. um, uh, someone who is professional, um, someone who's punctual, yeah. uh, all the experience, the law enforcement, the military experience. I mean, that's good. But um, you and I have been in this game for a long time. We've seen people that we're like, really? really? Like, I thought you were you were up here and, exactly. and you're really bugging me about this right now. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So someone who is alert, someone who is observant. Um, that's what I look for. Someone who's sharp, um, yeah. someone who um, speaks well, because, you know, in this game, um, you have to communicate with a lot of different people yeah. um, and someone who is not a hothead, you know. Because yes. that's the lawsuit waiting to happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Man, yeah. man you know, it, it's important that guys don't get just sucked into the, the the like, the cool guy factor of this game. You know what I mean? 
and 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 try to be tough and stuff like that because like the real the real art is literally never having a force on force incident like, like the real art is like the real art is having everyone like you <laughs> even the people that, that that are in your way like that's actually the the jedi level of this game exactly. yeah exactly and you know you can't have someone who's a hothead who's you know just wants to you know be aggressive um, or another thing that I look for is someone who is a chatty catty. Yeah. If you're always talking, 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 first of all, it's annoying. <laughs> and <laughs> second of all, the client is looking at you like, okay, what are they saying about me? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that trust level just diminishes right away. Um, mm-hmm. and so you just have to be quiet, speak when only when spoken to and keep it yeah. short when you are. Yeah. And, and, and they start, I feel like, it starts to be one of those things like, why is this guy here? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, if he's just always talking and trying to be a buddy, like the buddy guard term, yeah. you know, um, exactly. you know, I always tell guys like you want them to know you as a professional. Like you need to just be independent. Right. They know what they get when you show up. You're driving the car. Exactly. They can relax. If they want to yeah. talk, they can talk. If they want to yeah. just be quiet and be on their phone or their laptop, just let them flow, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And um, I know there, there are times where I'm in a car with a client and they're talking about the most personal information. I hear everything, but um, I'll act like I don't. Like they might say, they might call me, Mark, Mark, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. so, you know, I, I heard them the first time. Yeah, but I yeah. really think that I'm listening to their conversation because then they get paranoid. Yeah. You know? So you have to you have to be smart, you know. And, and um and like I said, you can't interject like they're in a conversation in the back with their people or whatever, and you're interjecting in a conversation. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> or you're laughing, or you're laughing. <laughs> like, bro, you're not even there, homie. Like it's a matter of survival that you are not even there. Because <laughs> right. right. yeah, because then they will get paranoid, and when they have to have a hard conversation, and you in there again, maybe yesterday you laughed at a joke that you heard on the phone. And then exactly. today, the dude's in a fight with his wife or he's doing a deal or something. Now exactly. he's staring at the back of your head while you drive. <laughs> you know? Dude, it's not good. I know. It's, it's but good guys, they, they do that, you know, and I tell them all the time, look, the client might be friendly, but they're not your friend. You know, mm-hmm. cross that line, you know, just be professional, keep your mouth shut, do your job, you know, and, and you will survive this game. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%, man. Be professional. <laughs> And these yeah. things, like, like we're not, these things get guys fired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were a Navy SEAL. You took all the training. You got two backflips, standing backflips and two lasers. And you got fired because of one of these little social things that we're talking about right now, bro. Exactly. Exactly. I've seen it a hundred times. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, no, and it's a cold game. The one thing I think it was, uh, what was it, man? Um, Christian West actually said it in one of our podcasts. He was like, the EP game can be one of the most unfair games. It it can just be unfair. Like, you'll have a good dude, and he's just, he's gone because, you know, he rented a vehicle that's the wrong brand and he should have known better, or or, or he laughed at the wrong time, or he walked in the room with, like, so you gotta, gotta really feel through the social dynamics, man. That's true. That's true. It has nothing to do with your your, your job, your experience. It's the client. And you write about that vehicle. I've seen that happen. I've seen 
people show up at the POV, uh, at the, um, the tarmac, FPO, yep. yeah, the FPO with a white vehicle. <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing? You know, you know, it's supposed to be black, you know, tinted windows, you mm -hmm. know, Escalade or whatever. And you show up in a white Hyundai. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the last time that that ain't. <laughs> That's the way it is, man. Yo, so let's take it back, man. What, just for everybody, um, just to understand, you know, your career and all that. So how long have you been in the industry? Maybe let's give them some background. Yeah, I, um, I've been in the industry since uh, 2005. I, uh, yeah, um, my started out uh, actually uh, bouncing at a, at a club. Yeah. And that's then, one uh, of the best educations. I, I think that's one of the best educations in the yeah. security business. Yep. Yeah. You, you become very aware of your surroundings mm -hmm. at a club, you know, yep. and, and if you can do with drunk people. Exactly. <laughs> and your interpersonal skills are tested <laughs> every night. So, yeah, exactly. So in your patience. Yeah. So it's a great training, uh, training, um, uh, place. Yeah. So from there, I was introduced, uh, a buddy of mine named Andre Gregg, who we're friends to this day. A uh, wow. great guy. Yeah. He, uh, he, he approached me. He's like, Hey, you know, you ever think about executive protection? And I was like, well, bodyguard work. Yeah. It's, uh, may work. They may wait way more than a, a bouncer, but it's a small click. It's hard to get in. Yeah. So he said, well, um, I, that's what I do. But when it's slow, I do this type of work. So if you're interested, I can help you get into it. So he introduced me to a couple of people. I got my credentials right away. He told me to get my my guard car, my exposed firearms from it, all that right away. Yeah. Uh, and um, and I started working at a residence. Mm. And then while I was there, I started seeing all the EP guys doing all the cool stuff. They were leaving the property, going out shopping with the client, going out to the club, yeah. going to the amusement parks, you know, to yeah. restaurants. And I was like, well, I'd rather do that than sit at the house for 12 hours. So yeah. I got W. And um, I was still doing it, you know, um, part-time. But when the recession hit in 2007, that's when I started doing it full-time. Perfect. So, yeah. Yeah. And then... That's awesome. So 2000, what'd you say? Uh, 2005 was when I started. And then wow. 2007 was when I just uh, got my CCW and mm -hmm. I started doing um, uh, Kobe. Yeah. And, and I started doing that full time. And then from there, you know, I met other clients and, mm -hmm. and the rest is history. What, um, man, there's so much here to unpack, man. And I mean, Kobe, God bless him, man. He's not here anymore. So what was that like, man, when you started with your first big client? Like, talk us through when you when you walked in and it was Kobe that you're because we can actually talk about this. This is cool, man. You know, like, what was that like? What was like the learning the game survival, you know, like help everyone kind of understand what that's like. man. I think they'd like that. You know, looking back, um, yeah. I was in deep water, you know, I mean, having Kobe Bryant as your first major client, you know, that that was that's heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's heavy. really heavy. Yeah, I had like little experience, but, you know, I had the, the military background, you know, 14 years Marine Corps, you know, I had the the, the MMA, you know, but I also had the, the professionalism and um, and Kobe taught me a lot. Kobe, I mean, it was it was it was a joy working with him because um, I was security slash driver. OK, you're yeah. all 
Yeah, I was I was with him every day for about three years, you know, because I was living in Orange County at the time he was. So I was like taking him back to walk to practice, uh, mm-hmm. game, commercial shoots. And so you you get really close to a client when you're with them every day. Yeah. And um, and, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about driving. I yeah. learned a lot about awareness. I learned a lot about dealing with high profile clients, because a lot of times you're you're in places where they're he's not the only celebrity. So there's others, you know, friends of his or acquaintances. So, you know, just, it was just a great experience. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, once you get him on the resume, the doors open up. So, right, know. right, right. So how did you, how did you get put in that position? You know, I was, um, before I got into the, the security industry, I was doing mortgages hmm. and this is before the recession. And and then I started doing the EP stuff on the side, but the mortgage industry was doing really good. So I had a friend of mine. Um, am I able to say her name or? Yeah, uh, I mean, if if it's a, usually we don't talk about current clients, but you can right. do whatever you want, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, um, I was good friends with a, a a lady named Sue Nelson who was working for the Lakers at the time. Mm-hmm. She was doing security with them, and she yeah. was very close to Kobe and the head of and his head of security for the Lakers. Yeah. So when the mortgage industry collapsed in 2007, I, I reached out to her and said, hey, um, I have my CCW. You know, I have uh, I have X amount of experience. The mortgage industry sucks right now. Yeah. Um, can you help me out? I, I had no idea that she was going to introduce me to Kobe Bryant. The black and- mama himself. Man. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So she was like, okay, I'm going to talk to him. I know Kobe will like you, you know, your look, your height, you know, all that. So, um, so they, uh, they, they interviewed me. Well, actually they didn't interview me. Kobe had to do, um, uh, a talk show. Mm. And so I just shadowed him the yeah. whole night. Uh, he and uh, his wife, Vanessa were there. Kobe yeah. never said one word to me. Right. So at the end of the night, I thought, okay, he hasn't said anything to me. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. But Kobe is very, he was very observant. He was mm-hmm. watching me the whole night. Yeah. And, and the next day, the head of security called me. He's like, hey, yeah, he likes you. He wants you, uh, wants you on the team. So that's wow. how it happened. So Man, whether that- you're, that's, a, that's something that a lot of guys need to know. You're being watched whether you realize it or not. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, those yeah. people at that level, they're very smart, very meticulous, and they don't miss anything. Right. So had I been at the, the restaurant with my my face in my plate, you know, just right. eating, not being observant, I would have never been hired. But right. yeah, so it's little things like that you need to be cognizant of. They are always watching you. Yeah, man, there's so much good stuff in there. There's always someone, and this is the way I live my life, and this is how I eventually got in the game. There's always someone watching you that can change your life. You know, exactly. and so the way we choose to walk on this earth is so important being respectful, default, respectful, serving people, you know, um, I think that stuff is so huge, man. And that's eventually when I met Luke, who ended up pulling me onto that detail, that first detail, that's what happened. Him and JJ were sitting there watching me all night long, deal with people, interacting with people, you know, the way they were like, the way you carried yourself, the way you dealt with those things, yo, let's have this guy do it. And then they, you know, plucked me and said, go get your guard card, expose weapons permit. I did it quick. Said, give me a call back in two weeks. I'll show you how to make a lot more money doing what you're doing, you know? Um, so that's huge. And then the other thing I think you said that's really valuable is um, relationships, man. You know, I feel like business is the commerce of relationships. 
Everything that comes in and out of your life is going to come through a relationship, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't burn any bridges, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I see it all the time. I see guys um, in the industry that are are jerks to other people. Like you're you're at a venue, your client's performing at a venue and you're a the venue security or the head of the venue security. I'm like, or you go to a, 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 your client wants to go to a club and you're a jerk to the bounces. These people are here to help you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, don't burn any bridges. You may have to come back. Yeah. So it's, it's good to, you know, just build those relationships and be cool, especially with the people that are, are here to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're all the help. We're all the help, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they, and, and I, I teach the dudes, they're auxiliary teammates, man. And it's a big deal, you know, like, and, and, and you go in the head and you upset the, uh, the house staff or you go in the head and you upset the hotel you're staying at talking about, do you know who we are? We got the penthouse suite and all this, bruh, your life can be real. You, they can make your life miserable, man. Um, yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or they can make you look like a rock star when you need that exactly. last minute cabana and the pool area is 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 packed and you got to turn a miracle. Exactly. Yep. You need the elevator right away. Your client's coming out in five minutes. Oh, you were a jerk to me five minutes ago. So now you got to wait fifteen minutes for me to get the elevator up. You know. So yeah, it's it's just it's just common sense. But like they say, common sense is not common. Yeah. No. It's it's like genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know, God bless him, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What would you say? So working Kobe, man, that's that's awesome. That's when I met you. I remember yeah. I I believe I met you during that time that you were working with him. And I was like, wow, you know. And then we traded paint on my detail a little bit, which was really cool. And then, you know, you started being like, you need to get your CCW, man. You gotta get 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 your options up, you know. Um, and the thing with guys that are listening, you guys get your CCWs, get all your stuff, man pay the money. It might take a little bit longer than you like. The sooner you start, the sooner you finish. And then you're at a whole nother level, especially in this Cali market. Um, So that stuff's huge. What would you say um, are some of the biggest changes you've seen? Because I feel like when I came in and, you know, it was like you had to know somebody, like the industry was not very developed, you know, but what are some of the biggest changes you've seen over the years in the industry, you know, since you started? Um, Cell phones. (laughs) That's yeah, that's Every, a big one. <laughs> everybody and their brother has a cell phone camera. Um, and uh I was out with a client um uh last uh, uh last winter in December. Mm-hmm. And you're at the restaurant, you know, you're watching your client, and I was shocked at how many couples are at the table and on their phone and Jeez. not even paying attention to the other individual, the entire dinner. <laughs> when the client comes in, you know, they they want to take a selfie, you know, with the client in the background, they're trying to sneak photos. So that stuff is really hard to um, to control, especially if your client doesn't want any pictures taken. Right. Um, so the, the and now I don't know if you've ever seen these glasses wow. uh, okay. that are cameras. So you just press a button. It looks like you have on a regular pair of glasses. Some are clear, some are shades. Yeah. And you just press the button and they're taking a picture or a video without you even realizing it. Wow. So technology 
has changed the game. In fact, I have a pair of those glasses. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, those sound like they could have some applications for us. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really cool. I mean, you can, because you know when you, like if you go to a concert, just on you and your, your wife or significant other, yeah. and you see people at the concert and they have their phone up the whole time instead yeah. of watching the concert. Well, now you have these glasses, you can actually enjoy the show, the performance, and not have your, your hand up the whole entire time, um, and no one would even know. Wow. So technology, I feel, has changed the game because now you, you have to tell your, your client, look, you know, the game has changed. Yeah. You know, it's not like we can go up to someone and say, hey, can you please respectfully not take any photos? Now you don't even, you don't even know who's taking a photo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's for sure a big one. And I don't know how y'all did EP before cell phones be completely. <laughs> you know, if I could be, you know, man, I, I tell dudes sometimes they're like, what's your favorite uh, EDC everyday carry uh, super secret squirrel piece of gear? I'm like my cell phone. Like I, <laughs> it's my cell phone, man. I can navigate. I can call for backup. I can do, dude, that thing, make sure you got a charge. I got a battery pack. I got extra battery packs for clients. Yep. Um, you know, that's huge, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's technology has changed the game. You got drones now, mm -hmm. you know, flying over clients' homes. Yep. You know, it's, it's just technology has changed the game. No, 100%. And everything you do, you got to be selling security, you know, like while you're moving with that client, it, it, you've got, if you have to do something, you have to be fine with whatever you do being replayed in a courtroom. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Everything is recorded. Boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you say are some of the tougher situations you've dealt with in this game over the years? You know, I mean, you of course the, the crowd control, you know, the the bigger your client, the more attention they're gonna get. Yeah. Um so so dealing with that, um, like I said, the challenges of being by yourself in mm -hmm. most most cases, because um, you have to, sometimes you have to advance the venue or the place yourself. When you arrive, you have to make sure that you have the support system, like the manager, the head of security, or whomever's going to meet you there, or maybe an assistant's going to meet you there. Because a lot of times you may be given an address and instead of coming in the front, there might be a rear VIP entrance. Right. So you need to know that. So, um, and a lot of times uh, see, the client's, it's not that they don't care about security. They're just, they don't understand what we do. Right. They don't understand what we do before, during, and after their arrival. So right. um, it's so important to, to do your homework. You know, okay, oh, this person's going to crypto.com for, for performance. Well, right. you need to get there a couple of days before, meet with the head of security, meet with the venue people, uh, which way are we coming in? Where's the VIP area? You know, so all this, you have to do your homework, where the exits, um, once they get on stage, you know, what's the egress, you know, wow. if it were to happen, um, what's your emergency protocol, what's the nearest trauma center, where's the nearest police station, you know, so all this stuff you have to be aware of. And it's very difficult. And even little things like knowing where your driver is, because your driver is your best friend. Yes. <laughs> your best friend. If you need to exit that property immediately, you need to know exactly where your driver is. And even if you have a certain time where you're going to exit, as soon as you go out and those paparazzi flashes start flashing, it blinds you. Yep. 
So even if your driver is like two paces to the right or two paces to the left, you need to get out there beforehand to see exactly where you're going. Because if not, you look like, you know, you don't, you don't, don't know where you're doing, where you're going, and you look like an idiot. Yep. So your driver is your best friend. You need to know where he or she is at all times. Yes. Yeah, man, that's you. You do. You're dropping some solid, solid uh, wisdom there, man. And 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 it's also like you like your driver because God bless the drivers. You know, they got to eat. They got to do things. They yeah. got to the bathroom. So you got to take care of your driver, man. You got to solve all his problems so he can stay where you want him to be while you need him to be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which you don't want. And you got to keep communicating with him. Because what you don't want is to come out there and him be all oh, across the street, getting right. a coffee from the, you know, oh, I figured I could still see the car. So I just walked across the street to get some coffee. Nope. Yeah. You need to know. And sometimes, you know, drivers, they get a little, you know, upset, but it's like, look, this is, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of the client, which means I'm in charge of everyone when it yep. comes to security issues. So you need to, you know, you need to make sure that you establish that hierarchy um, because it is very important. It could be a life or death situation. You might have a known stalker or some crazy person that, you know, is waiting for you outside. So you need to know exactly. And you establish that relationship with your driver and they'll let you know, hey, Mark, there's uh, five paparazzi outside or there's this suspicious character outside as soon as you walk out. And, you know, you just help each other. Mm -hmm. No, 100%, man. Absolutely. What would you say about... And this is this is wisdom, man. And and that's the game. That's the brick greases the engine. Engines, in my opinion, is helping everyone every step of the way. Like when I when I'm doing my advanced work, it's hey, how can I make it easier on the house? You know, like this is what you need. How would you like us to do it? This is how we need to do it. This is what like it's this whole kind of dance, this give give and take, and respecting everyone's position. So they want to honorably play their position, you know. And like yeah, with the drivers, you got to tell them sometimes, you know. Make sure your cell phone's silent. Make sure the music is down, or this is what I want you to turn it to. This is where the the, the temperature needs to be, you know, and, and make sure those things are understood, man. Cause you know, you get some drivers just be on their Bluetooth. <laughs> you don't tell them, they just be talking, you know. Exactly. Phone ring, the answer is like, oh my God. <laughs> yep. Or they yep. want to they want to say, well, this this landmark over here or this we don't want to know that. Just drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. The tour bus driver. No, I love it. No, this is good stuff. What about when you get a good one? When you get a good one, that's special. Yes. Yeah, man. No, hang on to the good teammates and take care of them, man. What would you say about tips and stuff like that? Well, you know, I try to keep petty cash. Um, because a lot of times, you know, you pull up to a place, a restaurant or venue, and you want to have the vehicle right there. So yeah. you, you want to, you know, pay the valet, you know, to keep the vehicle right up or allow the, the vehicle to stage right there. Um, or if uh, the bellman, you want to tip them because you, you don't you have to also protect your client's image and their brand. You don't want them to appear to be cheap. Right. Um, because then. People look at them like, oh, I'm not going to really go to extra mile for this person. They don't really tip or anything like that. So you try to to compensate for that by having your own petty cash. And then, you know, you the client will reimburse you later. Right. Um, you need to also be, you know, cognizant of your, your client's image yeah. um, as well as their personal safety. Yep. Because we're, we're protecting all those things. Exactly. And. and 
And like you said earlier, man, I treat every venue as if I intend to come back. When I roll back in there with a client or maybe even my wife, I want them to be like, Mr. Rogers, good to see you again. <laughs> you know, yo, what do you, what do you need, man? Like, let's do the thing again. Let's get those white envelopes. Let's get that petty cash out. We call it cake. You know what I'm saying? We got cake them up. Make sure we keep cake them up before we go through. And but it goes a long way. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. it helps you out, you know? So, uh, but yeah, definitely do that. And then you end up at different venues. Like when you're when you're at certain levels, like if you're working Vegas or you're working downtown LA or these other places, like you could be with celebrity, whoever, they don't care. It's a slow Tuesday. They just had like, oh, I'm with Britney Spears. They just had Mike Tyson and everybody there. That's every day of the week for them. You know, they don't care, man. So your, your little coolness isn't going to open all the doors, man. So just understand how it works. Yeah, exactly. And then you also have to be careful with dropping names, you know. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't drop a name unless I have to. Right. Um, but like you said, they, they you tell them, OK, <laughs> so they're like, yeah, whatever, you know. But uh, if I say, OK, um, I'm going to be there tomorrow or who's the head of security or who's in charge and I'll let them know because mm-hmm. you can drop a name and then all of a sudden you have 20 paparazzi show up there yeah. like, wait a minute, how do they know? <laughs> yeah. Because yep. yeah. it's well, a known stalker, you know, that you never foresee saw coming as is yeah. there, you know, so, so you have to be careful with dropping names and then your client, you know, loses trust, you know, because okay. they're like, well, if you drop my name uh, or if you drop his name, what's to say you're not going to drop my name, you know, right. so you have to be very, very cautious about that. No, that's big, man. I feel like most most of the clients, a lot of the clients I've worked have asked me for my client list. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them, about 50% of them. Usually I'm able to get out of name dropping by just letting them know. Like I usually try not to speak about who I've worked for. And that's the same level of protection and respect that I, I would render for you as well if we do work together. And they seem to like that. They see, I mean, they've never pressed me. I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm like, if, if you really, really want to know, then I can I can tell you some things. But I, I try to navigate it that way. And they seem to really like that uh, because just like you said, you start name dropping. It means for me, it means a few things. One, if you're name dropping, you're telling me what you're proud of, which means that's the highest level you've gone to. Right. Because, you you know, it's, it's very anticlimactic when somebody name drops and it's like not a big name. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, when I worked for duh, 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 and you're like, sitting there like, who is this person? I got to <laughs> And, you know, you slanging this like it's so hard, but I got no idea you're talking about, you know, but it tells me that's the highest level you've gone to. And then it also tells me, man, you're 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 looking for clout. So these are dangerous things in our industry because clout chasing, you know, that's the guy that'll be taking pictures with the client stuff. That's the guy that's telling everybody who we worked for. It's an operational security hazard, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I see that all the time. You see guys, you know, on their social media, they have all kind of pictures with this person, that person. and um. And, you know, I, I, I kind of look at that like, mm, that's uh, that's not cool. That's not professional. Yeah. yeah man. Unless, you know, like somebody takes a photo of you with that client mm-hmm. unbeknownst to you. Yeah. But it's like, say, hey, can I take a picture with you? You know, or can I uh, have an autograph? Because I tell people all the time, these when these clients get to a certain level, they don't trust a lot of people. Right. Um, because everybody wants something from them. Right. So when they bring you into the inner circle, that's special. Right. And when you turn around and ask for an autograph or a photo, right. then they're like, oh, he's just like everybody else. 
you know? So you, you want to just maintain that, that line and that yeah. level of professionalism. No, that's super important. And like, you want to act like you've been there before. You know what right. I mean? Like, this is the level I play ball at, you know, and it's no disrespect to the client, but it, I feel like they feel like they want to, in a lot of some cases, they want to be like not a celebrity for a little bit. Like they want to be a human. They want to get in the car with you and relax and not think that you're looking at their celebrity, you know, but you're there to protect them. Exactly. Exactly. And if they drop something on you, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. You know, that's cool. That's on them, you know, but yeah, yeah. 100%, man. I've seen that go far for sure. Uh, and then the, the reason I always, I don't post anything with clients um, or current clients or, or anything like that is because, then you get tied to their reputation. You know what I mean? So like if something happens, you know, one, you increase your own risk profile. So if somebody, if you got, if they got the stalker, now you got the stalker. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if they, and now you're exposing you and your family to that level of, of risk, that risk profile, you know? And then two, if something happens with them, people assume it happened with you because that they, they, you're their guy, right? At least on social media. Now you are. And then the third thing I've seen is clients will look at your social media. Yeah, they will. And a lot of them follow me. You know, people I've worked for follow work for and with follow me. And, and they'll see how you treat other clients and their stuff and respect their privacy. Exactly. And they'll know that they can expect the same. So it's a, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, these are, that's wisdom, man. That is wisdom. A lot of people um, need to absorb this. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, I did have a conversation with Elijah, Elijah Shaw, man, who's was, was a close friend. He said he was like, now, some guys do do that because it helps other clients recognize them. And 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 uh, so I think maybe there's another like martial art, like there's another way, you know, like we're talking jujitsu and Muay Thai, maybe, you know. Um, but I feel like once you do that, you can't take it back. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can. You, yeah. You, and like I said, you, you always need to be cognizant of your image, um, your reputation, um, and all that's important because, as you know, this is a small industry. Yes, um, it is. Everybody pretty much knows everybody. If, if, if I don't know Byron, I know somebody who knows Byron. If I don't know Mark Rose, I know someone who knows Mark Rose. And it's very easy to find out what's the, what's this guy like, you know, right. or, what, what you know? What's your um, opinion of this individual? Have you worked with him? Do you know somebody who's worked with him? You know, what are they like? And if we could do it amongst ourselves, you know, the clients can do it because they all know each other. <laughs> they had the same house party. They had the same exactly. They yep. could very easily say, "Well, you know, do you know this person? You know, they work for you, and and they, it's either good or bad." Mm -hmm. But also, the, the the sad thing about this industry is. You can have the best reputation in the world and someone that works for you get um, stupid and oh. just destroy everything. Yes. Everything. I've had that happen to me. Yes. Oh, man. I, 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 I finally have I finally have ran into some of that, too, man. And it's tough, man. You have to realize that, you know, some of the biggest threats to your business and your brand are the guys that you make money with, that you bring up, that you provide opportunity to, that you try to bring in as part of the pack, man. And it's tough, you know, because. You no, know, I, I, I was watching one of your uh, podcasts and you mentioned manpower is yeah. one of the challenges. And it is because 
you know, you, you look at a person's resume, you look at their experience, you talk to other people, you bring them on, you're thinking that this person is totally legit. Yeah. And you realize later that this person, you know, was, a, was an idiot. Yeah. By that time, you know, uh, it's too late. And so now you have to do some damage control mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just a, a dent to your, your reputation, which is the tough part. You know, yeah. you work so hard in this industry to establish a good reputation. Um, you personally are solid, but mm-hmm. it's some of the people that you hire, unbeknownst to you, that just not, you know, capable of doing their job. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. One thing I've learned, and this is, this is, I mean, this is strikes a chord with me. One thing I've learned is a few things like, because I'm an I'm a grunt man. I'm an infantry dude. I'm a handshake guy. <laughs> if I shake your hand, you know, yeah, we're gonna do the thing. Like what I say, you know, I try to be like God. If I say it, it's fact, you know. And 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 what I've learned is that that can get you in trouble in this game because you really need to be careful about your documentation, you know. So there were aspects of my company I just was like, I'm just gonna do right by people and it's gonna be good, you know. But I've learned that you you need lawyers for those of you guys starting a private security company thinking you're going to just get your PPO. Let me tell you something. Dog. <laughs> I'm talking about this for a minute, bro. Make sure you structure things correctly. Make sure. You, go ahead. Let them know what you think about that, man. By California state labor law, you know, yeah. like you said, document everything, have attorneys. And I also tell people, you know, make that are starting a new business. Make sure you have um, resources. Yes. Um, because your client may take 30, 60, 90 days to pay you. You can't say, hey, Byron, I'm sorry, I can't pay you right now because I haven't been paid by that client. Well, that's not your fault. That's yep. my problem. You know, right. so. So, yes, yeah, so a lot of people think, oh, I can get my PPO. I can start my business. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, bro. No. And, and it's dangerous to do that, man, because you. You have a few things go on like that where like you can't pay the guys so the client pays you. And almost in some cases, the bigger the like I've learned with the bigger the corporation you work for, sometimes the slower they pay. Yes. The little guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yes. so you know, there have been times where we eat ramen noodles, bro. And we <laughs> guys, and everybody thinks I'm gonna go. Exactly. Everybody yeah. think we over here balling because we own a company, bro. <laughs> And we over here says, I'm paying everybody. That's oh. how much does Byron make this year? Everybody. I'm paying because <laughs> I'm paying everybody. <laughs> so make sure my guys are good. Yep, exactly. Because you never retain good guys like yep. that. So yep. that way you get around. Like I said, it's a small industry that we're with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. No, that's good stuff. And then I remember when I was starting my PPO, I asked you, I was like, is there anything you would say about this, that, and the next thing, you know, about starting a business? You were like, Make sure you have some operating capital <clears throat> for that very, very thing. Any other advice you would give somebody? Because I know PPOs are popping up left, right, center, and sideways. Any other advice you'd give guys who are thinking about trying to get into this industry uh, as at the company that are starting a security business? Be prepared to spend less little time with your family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it is a grind. And not only are you starting out, you're going to have to pound the pavement. You're going to have to knock on doors. You're going to have to generate business. But once you do get the business and you get the clientele, now you have the employees and it's it's going to be a struggle. You know, scheduling, people have 
family emergencies. That they can <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes before they're supposed to show up. Yeah. Right, General. Emergency. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so you're going to be up calling 50 dudes for the next, <laughs> you'll be mid, mid taking a bite at home with food of your family. Someone's like, Oh, I had an emergency or I didn't see the schedule and you got to get somebody there. Now it's like, well, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be driving to this post while making 50 phone calls. And we've helped each other out multiple times. We're like, yeah, exactly. exactly. that I can, you can vouch for it. Exactly. 24 seven. Yep. 24 seven, you know, and have an understanding significant other, because when your phone starts blowing up, mm-hmm. um, they have to understand the entrepreneurial mindset. Yep. You know, you don't have a nine to five. Right. You, know, you don't have a Monday through Friday. Right. So this is 24 seven. So you have to have an understanding significant other that can, you know, cut you some slack when you have to get out of bed at midnight to go cover a shift. So, yeah, that's the real talk of it. You know, and what I tell guys is make sure you you cast that vision, you know, so, you know, make the vision plain for your family. Make sure your wife knows why you're doing this, what you're doing um, and and where we're trying to take the family and the legacy involved. And then make sure she uh, gets to reap some of those benefits. You know what I'm saying? Like we're out there hammering, but make sure like when I'm like I try to go from five to seven on most days when I'm home, I try to have that be family time. Like unless somebody's dying, I have a code with my boys. If you double call me, I will answer the phone. But if you double call me and it ain't legit, like you're <laughs> like excommunicado, bro. You double call me and I'm in the middle of a gunfight. I'm going to be like, yo, bro, what's going down? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, so they know. Uh, and, and and make sure you spend time with them and make sure they know where you're going, you know, in their minds and in their hearts. I think that that matters for a lot, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are a lot of ways that your employees can destroy your company and 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 get to you. And and the other thing is, too, sometimes it's the most illegit dudes. It, it's it's the guys like no good deed goes unpunished. That's what I've learned, you yeah. know. No good deed goes unpunished, man. The guys that I've been like, yeah, I'm gonna like help this dude out and like get him. Da, 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 da. That's the guy, bro. <laughs> when you watch out for it, yeah, uh, man. That's the guy, man. Um, more more often than none, you know, because you think, okay, you're a person of integrity. You're mm-hmm. you're a good person. You think that everyone is like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my attorneys call it legalized extortion. <laughs> you have uh, employees out there that will, you know, um, purposefully set mm-hmm. you up, you know, it's a shame because like I said, if you're a good person, you expect to be treated, you know, with respect and um, mm-hmm. have some good come back to you. But not everyone is like that. You have to understand that and you yeah. can't get upset. You can't get angry. You right. just have to understand that people are people and not everyone has integrity. Yep. No, 100%. And, and, and that is exactly right. It's just a matter of business. It's a matter of paperwork. I need you to sign these things. And, um, and, 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 and that is something that I've been also vulnerable to, cause I just expect dudes to be good dudes. Like, Hey man, put you in this position. We're going to make some money together. You know? And like, like you can take care of your family, help me take care of my family. You know, it's symbiotic and my, my lawyers call it the same thing. Extortion letter. Then you get an extortion letter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And you're, and there's all these little things in there. You didn't even think we're an issue. You know what I'm saying? You know, so make sure you're doing your meal breaks, right? Your overtime, right? You're paying them weekly, all these little things. So it's, so make sure you guys lawyer up, 
and have someone guide you through the California workers, all that workers, workers uh, law that's out there. It will save you a ton of money and stress. hundred percent, hundred percent, man. No, this is good stuff. I love it. Do you have a, an ideal client demographic? Like an ideal, what do you like to work? What have you been working as far as the different clients? Um, well, right now, um, I mainly focus on the uniform side. And I'm glad I did that right before um, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I switched to more uniform. Um, and it was a godsend because, yeah. you know, during COVID, uh, the entertainment industry just shut down. Died, yeah. No one was touring. No one was recording. No one was filming. Yeah. Um, so, but the uniform side uh, did very well. Yes, it did. So, yeah. So that's my main focus. Um, and before I get into that, I just want to say, yeah. 95% of the employees out there are great. They're, yeah. they're awesome. They're punctual. They do their job. It's the 5% that you spend most of your time on. Yes. Is the, the biggest challenge. But um, yeah, but back to the, the, the demographics. So I focus mainly on uniform, but I do have um, a few high profile clients. And I try to uh, go with the clients that are more mature. Mm-hmm. Um, that don't hang out till 6 a.m. every night, you know, at the club, right. um, you know, don't have a bunch of uh, people after them. So the risk factor is low. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why, and I've been doing this for so long, I, I can pretty much um, say no to certain individuals. I don't have to grab everything that comes on the table. And I don't want to put my guys at risk either. Right. So, so that's why I try to steer towards yeah no that that's 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 wisdom man in terms of client selection i think some guys want to just jump in on every and everything and sometimes when you're trying to get momentum you do have to like i tell guys starting out i'm like walk through all the doors bro take the night shift go just do security all the security all walk work all of it you know and when you're building your business sometimes you got to kiss some toads and and take what you can get just because in, in the state of California, you got to have insurance before you have your PPO. So you got overhead, <laughs> you know, you have overhead in the state of California because you got to get that insurance going, you know, but uh, client selection is, is very important. You know, um, some of the things I look for too is like, what are the people in the organization like? So like, you know, are they all like scared and like, Mr. Such and such is going to meet with you. You know, like, are they all uptight? Are they mean? Are they whatever? Because that kind of attitude reflects leadership very often, you know, and, and you're going to be one of them. Once you get, <laughs> you're going to be in their shoes real soon. You know? Yeah. I also look for not necessarily clients, but they're, they're people around them that right. listen. You know, because a lot of times, like I said, it's not that they they don't respect us. They don't understand what we do. So right. if you have an assistant or a manager or an agent who you can go to and say, hey, look, these are the concerns I have. This is you know what I suggest. And they actually listen to you and um, yes. and actually um, follow uh, your instructions. Then that that's what I look for also because if you have someone that's just used to yes men and you know they just discard everything uh, no matter how essential uh, is then I try to stay away from that because that's going to get you in trouble going to get your client in danger and yep. you or your your guys at risk so yeah no that's wisdom do they value and respect security exactly uh, because then you'll have a, the authority you need to do your job and if exactly. they don't you'll just be along for the ride. <laughs> and that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. 
The worst, an absolute worst. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, that's you get a client that, that respects you and, and, and takes your suggestion seriously, it's perfect. Yep. 100%. Rare, but it's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. It's still private security, you know? So, yeah, man. No, I love it. And then uh, what would you say as you watch the the industry kind of evolve? And, I, and real quick, I want to punctuate some of the wisdom that you said as you diversified what you offer, you know? And, and that's what I saw, too. Fortunately, I was in that position as well before the pandemic kicked off. All the residential stuff, uniform stuff, boom, that stuff went through the roof. Anything in the entertainment shut down. And so that is a smart move. I, I see some security companies don't want to do EP and, you know, uniform stuff in the same breath or whatever. But I, I personally, I feel like the residences and the uniform stuff is the backbone of the business. It's the consistent money, you know, and then the EP stuff moves in and out right. um, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I um, I moved away from uh, the EP pretty much um, uh, exclusively, but you know, like I said, occasionally I might go out, but um, I, my main focus is the uniform, and it's been it's been beneficial. You know, you have to have a lot more uh, accounts than yeah. EP or the residential, but I think the longevity of that, um, because like you said, on the EP side, they could wake up the next morning and be like, well, I no longer want you. you know? Yeah. Nothing's happened for a while. Exactly. We need security. Well, nothing's happened because security. <laughs> you know, it makes yeah. sense to them and the accountant, you know? Yeah. And another thing I also look for um, when I'm uh, bringing on or, or agreeing to bring on another client is how does that organization pay? Like, yeah. are they known to take forever to pay me? Um, uh, or they, you know, get a little funny. Uh, okay. We said, we're going to pay you this, but your, your, your invoice is, is, is less. So I, I look for that. I look for that. Plus there are some companies out there, like I said, the bigger they are, the longer they take to pay you. And, you know, you have bills to pay, um, insurance. And so you just can't, you know, can't yeah, wait six months for them to reimburse <clears throat> hundred percent, man. Any, any advice to agents who newcomers to the game? I get a lot of the question that I asked you, you know, how do you get in the game or, 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 you know, what's it like, you know, any advice to guys who are thinking about getting into this industry? I would say, um, know exactly what you're getting into because a lot of people see us and they see us with the client and they think it's glamorous and, you know, this is like, Oh, wow. Oh, I see you on TV and they don't understand. You just, you were up 17 hours, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they don't understand what, you know, what that day entails out of it is um, what we call hurry up and wait. Awesome. So, yeah. So you're uh, most of the time you're just standing by, you're waiting, um, you're preparing, you're mentally preparing. So don't think that, I mean, granted, you know, it is a, it is a great opportunity. You know, you get to see some, places that you probably would never normally go to. You get to um, uh, to see some experiences that you probably would have never been exposed to. So it is a great opportunity, but it's not as glamorous as what you see. So right. go into it with your eyes wide open that, yeah, you're going to have to work. You have to be observant. You get your, your, your sleep. You're going to be sleep deprived on a lot of occasions. You're going to be hungry. <laughs> yep. You know, just go into it with your eyes wide open. 
Yeah, man. And you're going to spend holidays parked outside in the chase. You <laughs> play outside the house. Like, you know, it's just you're in service. You're in service, man. Exactly. And, you know, listen to the podcast. We got over two. I think we almost got like 200 episodes, season six of wow. people just sharing this stuff. Man. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. I remember when you first started the podcast. Yeah. And now here you are, and that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that means a lot coming from you, man. Uh, you're one, of my, one of my big brothers in the game, man. That's that's awesome. You know, a lot of this, thanks to you, you know, there's one of the first companies that work I work for, I work with. I remember we had that one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had that one account, boy. That was a tough account. Um, yeah. Hey, God bless your soul, man. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, man. That that account. Anybody here in like five minutes? <laughs> yep, yep. And she ran through, and I got you know I got all my dudes, man. Like my like Caleb, Jeremiah, all the dudes. It's like my class, you know. Like we moved through the industry. We done awesome, man. Almost every one of us just got whacked. Like that was a hard client. And I think I think that's the only time I got fired, man. <laughs> and I ain't never been I ain't never been fired like that in my life. Yo, she lit me up. And I remember being like, well, golly, like this is about the best. I ain't been cussed out like you know. I was like the Marine in me was like, I'm just gonna enjoy this, man. I've been talking like this for a while. Oh man, God. Yeah, yeah, God bless us all, man. But yeah, yeah. that was it. That was an interesting client. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, yeah, she's a legend, man. I've had young bucks come through and be like, yo, you work this account? And I'm like, yes, I have. Good luck. Bro. <laughs> and I remember that was paying so good. And this is another one, one for you guys out there in the game. If it pays a lot, <laughs> you know, pay attention. I remember it was paying so hard. I was like, I was like, it was like 1400 bucks. Two shit. Was it? Yeah. It was something like that, like 700 a day. And I was like, shoot. And this is back. When 500 a day was good. Okay. So this is before Joe Biden, y'all. When like you make 500 a day, that was a great day rate. Uh, and I was like, 700 and I do two shifts. I'm like, I'll do whatever you want for this money. <laughs> and <laughs> then it's every penny. <laughs> yeah, man. And then it kicked off and I was like, oh my gosh, man, that's good to go. Yeah. That um, was, that was, yeah. She's infamous. <laughs> <laughs> And then what was I going to say? Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, where do you see the industry going these days, man? Is there anything you see out there uh, worth talking about? Anything you hope doesn't happen? Anything you see might be taking place out there in the game? Well, I mean, I know with uh, AI, it's going to change the game uh, because it could be used for good or it could be used for, for bad, you know? Yeah. So um, I see the introduction of AI changing the game significantly one way or the other, uh, just like it all boils down to technology, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, where we've come from since 2000 to nine is just drastically different, you know? And it's just gonna get, you know, even more significant. So, right. um, so yes, yeah, so I definitely see the, the technology in, in to the game changing it. Yeah, and it's exponential. It's like, it's like, it grows by, you know, two parts, then four, six, like it, it just, the growth, the rate of technology we can hold in our hands and the potency of it and capabilities are just, it's exponentially growing, you know? So it's like, just like even your phones, like they have like these um, heat sensing um, uh, applications where it can see, okay, you're at a location 
or you're not at a location because it senses the heat, you know, yeah. so it can tell, okay, you clocked in, but you're really not there, you know, yeah. so it gets smarter as it goes. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just definitely changing the game. Like I said, for the better and yeah. for the worse. Yeah. And I've, I've had clients and also, you know, spooky digital dudes hacking, you know, hacking Teslas and taking control of Teslas and things like this, man. Like, so it's, if it could be, I had another OG in the game who I have to interview. I just remembered, man, if it can be coded, it can be decoded. That's what, that's what he told me, man. And we all laughed at him. And now we're all like hitting it back up. Exactly. Uh, Sly Starling. I don't know if you know Sly from, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm sure you know Sly, man. I got to hit him up. You got yeah, man, good to go. Small. What's that? The industry is small. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's how it works. Um, proudest, what's your proudest moment? And then we'll get into the closing questions, the last three after this. Proudest moment in the game. Proudest was probably I was able to take my daughter with me one time to Europe to see what I do. Wow. Um, um, and that was at the client's request. Wow. Um, so, cause I never tell them my personal life, but you know, when you're with this person for years, they, you know, find out you, you have a family. So well, I want to meet, you know, your, your daughter. So, and so she got to see what daddy does. Wow. So that, that was one of the most proudest moments of, of my life. Um, and then when she went back to school, she was in high school at the time. She went back to school with a all access badge. You know, yeah, go ahead, girl. I was, I was daddy of the year. <laughs> oh man. That's yeah, so that was one of my problems. Another one was um, starting my business. Yeah. Business. Um, because uh, um, no one in my family is a business owner. Uh, I'm the first and only one. So to to start this legacy is um, is a godsend. So uh, that's why I wanted something that honored God, um, but wasn't too over the top, you know, fanatical. So that's why I named my company Cherub Executive Service. So when somebody hears it, sometimes they connect it. Right. Like, oh, no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but deep down inside, it's still honoring God. Um, so that's why I always say my business can't fail. Man, that's good, man. That's good. That's good stuff. I love it, man. That's awesome. Um, and that, I, those unintended, um, those unintended I don't want to use the word consequences, but outcomes associated with just doing good, being dependable, you know, your client, you know, caring, you know, and 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 making your client caring and, and creating a situation where your daughter can come tag along, you know, that's so cool, man. And those things happen when your client sees you as a professional, you know, yeah. I think yeah. guys, <clears throat> sometimes people hear and see those things and they think, well, man, he's really good friends with that guy. But, you know, the clients that I have that I've been with and I'm still friends with, you know, the first one from back in the day still calls me. We're still close. But it's because he was able to depend on me as a professional first all the time. And then, you know, and then, yeah, he would give us stuff. And, yeah, he would take us places and treat us like his sons, yeah. you know, and we have a few relationships like that. But it's because they know this guy really honors me. He respects me. Yeah. Um and and then they they do share some things ever maybe or maybe they don't but that's how you get there guys <laughs> is is they they really respect what you do because you respect them exactly that man yep yeah and then uh, let's see here as we close this out man tell us a little bit about Cherub so we're out here in Southern California just so you guys know too that are listening 
Um, you know, for Cali agents, for sure. Cherub is one of the companies that I plug guys into that I like to try to vouch for. You know, if there's a guy that comes through training that I want to plug into the industry, I'll send him to Mark. If there's a guy that, you know, someone I meet that I think would be good, you know, I'll send him to Mark too. So this is one of the individuals that you very well will meet if you get connected to me. Um, I've worked for Cherub personally, you know, Mark's an awesome boss, awesome man to work for, awesome man to serve with. So I guess let everyone know a little bit about, we kind of talked about it off and on, but I definitely want to make sure they know what's up. Yeah. Um, we, um, we're mainly located in, uh, uh, Los Angeles area. Uh, uh, so we've, uh, we've been in existence since 2009. Uh, we, uh, like I said, we have, um, uniform armed and unarmed. Um, that we focus on. So if anyone's looking for um, uh, a uniform uh, position um, that uh, are based in the LA area, uh, we also have some clients in Santa Clarita and Ventura, but mainly the West Hollywood, Hollywood, downtown LA, Koreatown, um, Beverly Hills area. You know, definitely reach out. You know, we're looking for always looking for solid, dependable, punctual professionals. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, reach out. That's uh, awesome. www.cherubexecutiveservice.com. Awesome. Cherubexecutiveservice.com. All the links are going to be underneath the show. And then um, the final question, man, at the end of the day, what's it all for, man? How do you want to be remembered, you know, when this is all said and done? I want to be remembered as um, as a man of integrity, you yeah. know, someone who who uh, his word is, is, is his bond, um, someone who looks out for uh, his employees, uh, someone, because uh, I, I, there have been situations where someone says, well, hey, Mark, you know, um, I've been offered this opportunity. Um, I, I just want to come to you and tell you. And I'm like, fantastic. I, I, if you need a reference, I'll, I'll do it because I'm all about helping people get better and, and get better opportunities and do more for their themselves and their family. So I want to be remembered as a guy who who just helped somebody, you know, advance in life. Yeah. No, and that's awesome. Now you wrote me a letter of recommendation too back in the day, man. I love it. I appreciate that, man. And now you're Big Willie. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, 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 you know, it's a small pod. That's what it is. You know, it's a tight shirt. Yeah. You know? God is good, man. God is good. Outstanding. Well, man, it's been awesome to catch up with you. Awesome. We should have done this sooner, you know, but I think it's perfect. Everything's on schedule, man. I, I, I love you. I respect you. Glad we're connected. You know, looking forward to more good things, man. Thank you so much for, for coming and doing this with me. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Staccato. My first pistol sponsor. Um, I've been sponsored by a lot of companies right over the years, but when it comes to pistol, that's my bread and butter. Pistol is something I believe in. You know, I'm a competitive shooter. You know, we're shooting anywhere from, you know, 800 rounds a month type of thing, right? So Staccato being what I believe is one of, if not the most complete handguns you can put in your hand. Um, it's got every component that a handgun could have, should have. Uh, they're actually extremely dependable now that they've made some changes. And these things are straight up tack drivers. If you're looking for a pistol that will do as much of the work for you as a piece of hardware can, obviously you have to have the, the, the marksmanship and all the different things, but different guns perform at different levels. And I wanna say that Staccato is one of 
by far, for sure, take it from a competitive shooter, we're shooting the highest volumes of rounds constantly right now, not used to have a background guy, but like right now, when you go shoot, you're gonna see certain brands. Cicado is one of, if not the highest performing firearm that is both CCW, duty ready, and also competitive ready. So I wanna give them a shout out if you guys are looking for a good handgun to build your skills on top of, go check out Cicado, much love and respect. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions.